Aloha mai kako. Welcome everyone to Bombay We Learn, Episode 7, Don't Push That Button. Bombay is the Hawaiian pidgin English word for later or some other time. On today's cast, I talk about understanding and learning our options when others try to push our buttons. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's edition of Bombay We Learn. Recently, I was at a get-together with some people I haven't seen in a while. I know things are different now, and personalities, opinions, and people are not always going to be the same. We may think a bit in the same way, and because we do gravitate to people who are of like thought. But we don't always get to be around people who have the same 75-90% thinking that we do, that are common to ourselves. We may have other commonalities, whether or not it be an employer relationship or a group of friends or family. The bottom line, we're together, and that doesn't mean that we're going to be 100% compatible with that person. Because there are situations we're going to get ourselves into, let's be honest. What I've come across in these situations, when you just sit down and you're trying to enjoy a drink or two, conversations may change to a topic that is somewhat controversial. You know the ones where opinions, at the least, differ and may bring yourself to a point where you can do a couple of things. You can choose to not engage, not to interact by taking yourself out of the moment. This does limit our ability to enjoy people's company, which is why we got together to begin with, but we do avoid conflict. And to quote Rex the dinosaur from Toy Story, I don't like confrontations. (laughs) Another option is to be defensive, to go on that rant that causes conflict and just to make a hard stand and to go deep end on that pool of rage and start putting up the walls with the archers on ready and argue to whatever it takes to make sure that our point is the winning point, that your opinion is what is heard. That number doesn't work out. We can have a conversation. We can listen to someone else's opinion. We can listen. Understand that we're different. Listen to their thoughts And appreciate the fact that there may be some ideas that you may take away from it. It's an understanding to communicate, which means listening and having a back-and-forth thoughtful discussion or civil debate even. We can learn to be around people and just accept them for who they are. Who are we to judge, right? Everyone gets on somebody's nerves. Or the saying I like to follow is, everyone is someone else's weirdo. I'm not trying to say that everyone's entitled to their own facts. They're not. The facts are the facts. But they are able to have their own opinions. One of the things I've learned by working with and managing people, sometimes how they look at something is because of their lens. 
The idea is sometimes people look at things from different angles, and those angles are formed by experiences. We can look at the exact same information and come to different conclusions because of our experiences. Our lenses are the angles that we look at a statement or piece of information. And the fact is that our background tells us how this information is going to be processed and what it means. This is going to be different for different people, which means that there's a value in listening to how someone got to their conclusion. It's actually trying to figure out why someone reached that conclusion that has an aha moment that we may come across. At the very least, it will help us understand why they're thinking that, if not help us grow and to change our opinions. There is another point to consider here, and that's we cannot control everything. There are some things that are beyond our control, but there are things that we do control, and that, most importantly, is how we react. Our emotions can get the better of us, deciding whether to blow up, shut down, or engage. That is a decision that we make. No one else can make that decision for us. I think that's what's important here. I understand a feeling to need to be in control. What can we control? It's our reactions to what is going on around us. It seems that there's a lot of conflict to avoid and divide in the world today. Although, I'm not really sure it hasn't always been there. Lately, I've been watching a lot of old TV shows from the late 70s and early 80s. Mostly variety and late night shows such as Johnny Carson or The Comedy Shop. In just listening to the monologues from these shows, there seems to be the same conflict and disagreements that we're having today. Nothing seems to be new. I don't know if it's because of the social media or the 24-hour news cycle that we have today that seems to make it more in our faces. But I think it seems true that some of these conflicts always existed. The difference is how we react to it. I think people definitely are reacting differently back then than how we're reacting today. We just seem to have quick fingers tapping away on the keys and responding before we think. There's something definitely different in how we react. If we think about it, we currently live in a world where we push buttons. Well, actually, we no longer push only buttons because actually we tap glass on a lot of things. But that doesn't help my story. Pushing buttons is something that we do to turn things on or off. But sometimes our words or actions may be actually pushing the buttons of those around us. It's one thing to do this unintentionally, such as being unaware of certain words that may trigger somebody's emotions. Yet it's something totally different altogether to do this intentionally, to intentionally push someone's button just so that we can get a rise out of them just so that we can be entertained by their reactions. We need to understand that those types of actions have consequences. I myself have been the target of people's entertainment. I started to pick up on it 
that certain people with free time on their hands at the moment, and frankly, that's part of it. It's when somebody has idle time that they go looking for things to fill it, even though you may not have that same spare time. It could be that they just want to engage you in the fun of it. Or maybe they're thinking, if my day's not going well, maybe I can make myself feel better by making someone else more miserable. Or thinking, how many people can I bring down with me? But their target may be busy and not always aware of the actions of someone coming in just to push their buttons. Just so that they can get a rise out of them rehashing old emotions or complaints. Sometime way back in one of my early jobs, I was working for a company. And it was a large company in Hawaii with many people in its employment. Which means we had limited parking spaces for those who worked in the facilities. The company had several rented office spaces in locations downtown, away from the main campus. I worked in one of the main campuses. Now, because of the downtown parking being expensive, the company will have employees park at this facility and catch a shuttle that would drive them to town throughout the day, picking up people, dropping them off, saving on the need and the cost for employee parking downtown. But because there were so many people who worked for this company, this filled up the lots at the campus. Parking was issued based on time of service or seniority. The first thing you do when you come in as a new employee for orientation is to fill out the form to get yourself on the list. And as you can imagine, the list is watched pretty closely. When I was a newbie, I really didn't pay much attention because I knew I had to wait my turn, and that could be several years before I got myself a parking stall. That was until someone who started months after me got parking. I know he was after me on the list, but I'm assuming because he worked in the help desk area that he helped the person who managed the parking. Something came up in a conversation, something happened here and there, a little magic, but he got himself parking before me and many others on the list. When I called the parking administrator to ask about it, I was told I have to wait my turn, that's the process, we have to follow the list, and I can't jump anybody. When I mentioned the other employee in my department, they said that wasn't something that they were aware of, and because he already had parking, he wasn't in a position to change it. This just added to my frustration. My frustration that my coworkers knew about. They would purposefully come to my workspace, dropping the bomb about mentioning how so-and-so got parking. I was younger then, and I hadn't learned my Bombay moment. Eventually, I did. They may have thought that they were being playful and bringing up the parking list while I was working on an emergency situation late in the evenings, but I soon got tired of it, and I didn't let it bother me. Not to say that some of my coworkers stopped bothering me. It's just that they had to come up with some new material. I learned to recognize it a bit more and to keep my emotions in check, determine if I needed to engage or to move on. I think this was part of the reason why I didn't spend a lot of time and don't currently on social media. The idea of a troll, someone who just comes into the conversation thread, drops a bomb just to see the argument 
that can take place. And it's a lot easier now as we hide behind the immunity of a screen distanced several miles away. Or even using fake usernames to drop bogus information into someone else's feeds. You really don't know who is bashing who from comments or making fun of someone else's family photos. Some people are just mean when they're behind a keyboard. They know that their comments are going to cause some friction. Especially the way things are divided in the world today. First off, please don't be that person. If you're someone who's out there looking for buttons to push, stop it. Just stop it. If you're doing it unintentionally and you don't realize it, take the opportunity to learn and grow from it. Get some background information. You can agree or you can disagree. Understand that your comments is something that's going to cause a reaction. Just please don't do it to hurt someone intentionally. Like mom says, love each other. So again, if you're doing it on purpose, just stop. There is another part of this. It is that place where the power comes in that we give to people who get pleasure out of this. It's our reaction to the type of comments and posts. And we need to be better at controlling it, not only just recognizing it. Again, there are certain things that we can control in our lives. One of them, and most importantly, is our reactions. We need to ask ourselves, what are the ways that we can combat or prepare ourselves and emotions that are appropriate in the situations when somebody else is trying to push our buttons? Here are several things that you can try. What works for you is for you. What works for me in my past may not be something for you. What I'm saying, take this list as possibilities. Try them and see what works for you. First and foremost, I would have to say we need to take responsibility for our emotions. Understanding, again, that this is something that we control. Our emotions are ours, no one else's. And it doesn't matter what the external environment is like. It's how we react to it. It's our lens, our experiences of this situation that creates feelings within us to react a certain way. We need to first realize it. But foremost, be responsible for it. We are the ones who are responsible for how we feel. No one else. That means we have to have a commitment to growth. Growing is change. We have to understand that we have to be committed in getting better and making sure that this is something that we desire to do. We want to be teachable and dedicated to the effort of moving ourselves forward. Now that we're taking responsibility for our actions or emotions, and that we are committed to growing, we need to understand that once we recognize that something is happening within us, that there is a process on how we should react. 
This may include having to walk away. Now, it may seem I'm mentioning the last possible option first, but it is an option we need to just be aware of. Interesting enough, though, it's not only being physically removed from the situation or environment that helps. It could be walking the conversation away from things that cause conflict. If we can change the situation or deflect to another topic as a way of removing ourselves from the conversation, changing the topic becomes a very valid tool in helping us maintain our emotions, which means we need to be aware that we're headed down this direction. Another tool we can have is to learn techniques on how to breathe in taking deep breaths or slow breaths that can help us process the thought and manage our emotions before we respond. Be aware that your breathing may come across as nonverbal communications. And if the person is not doing it intentionally, they may pick up on the nonverbal communication as a sign. And if they do, you do have an opportunity to let them learn and have a conversation of something that makes you upset. Let them know that it may not be appropriate for them to have this type of conversation with you. You need to control the conversation. Be prepared, though, that some people may react to your comments differently. Just control what you can control, and that is yourself your feelings, how you respond. It's important to vocalize at times when you are feeling a line has been crossed, but at that point, have an understanding that what is really being said is something that is totally horrible versus something that may be slightly unpleasant to you. Pick your battles. There are times where you can tolerate things more than others, and you need to be aware of what those things are. You're going to have to decide for yourself on what they are. Because sometimes we hear things from our elders in this day and age that their comments may be inappropriate. We can either correct them, have an argument with them, or just brush it off. Like that childhood nickname they call you, that you've definitely grown out of. It's a term of endearment for them, but it may be something that stirs up feelings within you. Like my friend Brad says, only his elders may call him Bradley. Bottom line, do not add to the drama by playing the role of victim just for victim's sake. Understand what can and cannot be tolerated and address it appropriately. One of the techniques my friend taught me was tapping my fingers, starting with your index finger, middle finger, ring finger, pinky finger, and you just tap them to your thumb repeatedly. You can do it under the table so nobody sees you, but it's a distraction mechanism. It can move your mind away from the emotions and give you time to think. Maybe to tell yourself, I'm going to run through my fingers three times before I respond. My dad used to put his hands in his pocket and jiggle his keys which was a very loud nonverbal communication way of saying he's getting upset and we should steer the conversation somewhere else, else Bombay we learn. One of the tips that can really help us grow is to meditate and to think about what happened 
to cause our emotions to get triggered. What are the reasons that we're having these feelings come up? We do have the ability to reflect on what did happen and to find out why we reacted the way we did. We could have looked at things differently or said things differently. And hopefully we can find a way to cope with it for the next time or before it causes any harm to our important relationships. Hopefully we can see it coming and understand the situation before it happens and to use some of the tricks or tips to get us out of the situation and to steer the conversation somewhere else. Lastly, as a tip, we control not only our reactions, but we also control our actions. What I mean by this, if we see we're hurting someone by pushing their buttons we didn't know was there, find out about it. Learn what lenses people are using and start having that conversation to help you connect more than just communicate. We all have good and bad experiences. When we interact with people, most of them are good. And they are part of our experiences that help us grow. We can learn from it and from those around us. Even those people that we haven't seen in a long time and know we're not going to be 100% in agreement with. Understanding that these experiences are there so that Bumbai we learn. Bumbai We Learn is a weekly podcast with your host, Harley Matos, an independent certified coach, trainer, and speaker with the John Maxwell team. Please visit us at mccoachingandtraining.com for more information on our services. Mahalo. And mahalo to John Bartman for performance of just having a beatbox.